Community Focus is a look at events, issues, and initiatives happening in and around the Brainerd Lakes area. Community Focus is produced by Hubbard Radio Brainerd and broadcast locally on 106.7 WJJY. Good afternoon and welcome to Community Focus at JJY. I'm Ken Thomas along with Tess Taylor. And today our guest is the Baxter City Administrator, Brad Shapoulis. Brad, welcome back to Community Focus. Thank you, Ken. I'm happy to be here. All right. Uh, always lots of things happening in Baxter. Uh, did we get all the road construction done? That's where I'm going to start because I know your your summer and fall was just crazy with all the construction. Well, yes, we are buttoning up most things for the winter. Obviously, you can't do too much after the snow flies and the right. frost is in the ground. But, uh, yeah, uh, Cypress Drive is the only project that is still moving forward, uh, that is still in progress. Uh, most of the activities that have gone on in the last month are things that we are trying to button up for the winter, uh, doing Grade restoration or ground restoration, um, as well as getting some striping in place and things of that nature. Um, just a few weeks ago, a golf course reopened as the three-quarter intersection that it's been planned for. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are some other things that we'll continue to do as long as Mother Nature allows us to do. <laughs> uh, but there are a few things that we didn't get accomplished in on the north side of the railroad tracks. And that happens to be the final layer of bituminous south of the intersection of 210 at Cypress to the railroad tracks. We only got that first layer in. Couldn't get the the last layer in. Mother so Nature we'll, got one on you. Mother yeah. Nature got it on us. <laughs> yeah. uh, there are some pedestrian uh, improvements that need the crossings that need to be done. Uh, we didn't get the those in place before uh, the ground froze. And there's some landscaping that needs to be done. The one thing that will continue, and you'll see some progress uh, over the next few months, is the traffic signals and the streetlights. Those are on back order. We're waiting for mm. those to come in, and once they come in, we'll be able to actually have a functional intersection at Cypress and 210. Yay, that's wow. going to be so nice. And yeah. so people can start making left-hand turns from the west on eastbound, and, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, people can come down south on Cypress and intersect with 210. So we're excited and looking forward to that. Um, yeah. The estimated time of arrival for those uh, streetlights Happened to be right around Christmas, about a month and a half later than what was anticipated. Mm-hmm. But uh, those are things that are outside of our control. Yeah, yeah. So, and so those minor things that, or the things that uh, didn't get done, I assume those will then in the spring, once weather allows, they'll be back out and finish up the final touches on that project. Correct. If you travel to ten, you're not going to see any major adjustments to your traffic movements or your your patterns, your traffic patterns, your movement patterns. Uh, what mostly you'll see in 2019 is improvements to the south side of the railroad tracks, which is extending Cypress and making that a four-lane from the railroad tracks all the way down to College Road and then building the roundabout at College Road. Oh, wow. The estimated completion date is August of 19 or August of next year for the entire project to be completed. Okay. So we're... We're excited, and we're hoping that Mother Nature cooperates next year so that we can get in <laughs> and start doing improvements as early as possible. You mean you really want a spring this year? <laughs> <laughs> yes, we do want a spring. You know, we don't want to be starting construction in the middle of May. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, this maybe was the toughest year I can remember for construction because the spring came so late. And fall came so early. Winter came early. <laughs> yeah, or winter came well, early. Well, we basically right. just had a summer and a winter. Yeah. yeah. We missed fall and, and spring. Yeah. So. Forget about it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, very good. We'll look forward to those being wrapped up. Yeah. yeah. Now, um, I know there was another story that didn't get a lot of publicity that ties into some of the road construction that was taking place in Baxter. Sure. I appreciate you bringing that up. Uh, 
as many, not many people are aware of, the city of Baxter had to acquire five homes in order to do the improvements on the south side of the railroad uh, as part of the Cypress Drive project uh, right along the east side of the road. Uh, over the last few years, we've acquired one by one, and as the project started, to, the project timeline was getting closer to start, uh, we had to make a decision on what to do with those homes. So we threw out a challenge to different organizations to see if we can partner with them to preserve those five homes. Typically, uh, on roadway projects, these are used for training for police and fire and then demoed. Mm-hmm. Uh, while we were able to utilize that for, for police training, um, we knew that the houses were structurally sound and we wanted to do everything that we could to preserve them. Uh, one organization, Habitat for Humanity, uh, stepped up to the challenge and accepted our challenge to try and find a way to preserve those five homes. Mm. Uh, so about February of this year, we sat down with them and said, okay, what does this look like? And mm. uh, ultimately, we ended up with an agreement that we preserved the five homes, three of which are staying in Baxter on property that was either owned by the city or were tax forfeited. Mm-hmm. And the other two uh, were moved to another community. Um, so with any project, there's always bumps and challenges along the way. I'm sure. Um, and everything doesn't go as, as smoothly as we want them to be. And, and this project was no different. Uh, two of the lots in which we were looking to uh, give, provide Habitat for Humanity for the placement of those homes had high groundwater table. Uh. And so... Um, which led to the two of the homes going in there. But uh, being that we wanted to preserve um, the opportunity for affordable housing, we worked with Habitat for Humanity to not only have the three preserved, but the two lots that couldn't have the homes placed on it, mm-hmm. getting them to commit to building uh, at-grade uh, stick-built homes in the future. So oh. essentially preserving three within the community of Baxter and then an additional two. Okay. Uh, that will be built here in 19 and and shortly thereafter. Um, Interesting. Yeah. So it, it was it was a great timing. Uh, There's a lot of synergies that were built with that, a lot of things that had to fall into place in order for us to to do things. Uh, Habitat, as you know, is a nonprofit organization yeah. and uh, cannot cover costs of acquisitions and things of that nature. And we had some money that needed to be used for affordable housing. So the stars aligned nice. for... The, both of the entities to jump outside their silo and, and collaborate together to um, work on a common goal, which is affordable housing. And we're really excited about that. Well, kudos to them for doing that for yeah, both, no you know, both entities. Yeah. So mm-hmm. uh, with that, um, the work is still going on for Habitat. Mm-hmm. Um, two of the homes were moved just 800 feet to the east of Cypress Drive <laughs> on the Birch Drive. Just okay. if you drive on College Road and just look to the north. You'll see that two homes have been under construction. Mm-hmm. Um, these homes, while structurally sound, still needed to have a lot of retrofit done to mm, sure. meet current codes, as well as meet the needs of the families who Habitat was going to um, uh, award so, these homes. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And so um, they've been at it for six, oh, five months, six months now, wow. uh, two of which are almost uh, – well, one is done, Another, the one to the north of it on Birch Drive – uh, will be completed hopefully yet this year. So, and yeah. they have started the foundation on the third one, which is just uh, on Linwood Drive just to the west of uh, Best Buy, so the residential okay. neighborhood by, behind Best Buy. Oh, Good. 
Very so, interesting. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And and Brad, I, if I can just dovetail on that, <laughs> I I didn't realize, but uh, the city does work on affordable housing. Yep. Yes, we do. Uh, obviously, there's goals and objectives that each community sets forth for for its you know the electeds do for their, its community. Right. Um, one of the items that the current council had is is let's try and make sure that there's housing for all income levels, all families, may right. it be singles or. Married with multiple children, yeah. if they prefer to rent versus owning, making sure that there's an abundance of housing options within the city of Baxter. And great. this fell right in line with one that objective. Yeah. Sure. And does the city use some of its dollars for that program? Do you get uh, grant money as well from the state? Well, Is- this in particular was money that we had set aside for affordable housing. Um, it was money that was paid back through a tax and financing district, and so we had to utilize it for affordable housing under state statute. There you go. Yeah. And so uh, it's use it or lose it, and what an excellent opportunity to utilize something that I believe most people, if not all people, would find as, as part of the core value of our community. Yeah. Yeah, that's that, awesome. The stars really did align, didn't they? <laughs> they absolutely aligned. That being said, um, do want to provide a little plug for Habitat for Humanity. Uh, we'll be celebrating this uh, this partnership or collaboration next Monday night, uh, Monday, November 19th uh-huh. at 5.30 p.m. at the house on Birch Drive. Uh, it's a house dedication. Oh, neat. So it's kind of a, 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 um, a little um, celebration of the steps that we're taking mm-hmm. to making sure that this project is completed. All right. That's great. Yeah, that's awesome. All right. Um, now you will be working with some new faces here pretty soon, Brad. <laughs> yes, we will. The election is complete, and there were some new faces elected, weren't there? There are some new faces. Now, before I go into that, I want to thank Council Members uh, Quinn Nystrom and Steve Barrows for their service and dedication to the people of Baxter. Uh, we wish them all the best in the future endeavors that they have moving forward. Uh, but with that being said, we do want to congratulate Zach Tabbitt and Connie Lissio uh, for their win on the election a week ago. Yeah. And so uh, with that, we also want to thank the individ- the five individuals who did choose to run, um, mm-hmm. as well as those who have served as election judges. Uh, without them, uh, we wouldn't have the democracy that our Constitution was intended to have. Mm-hmm. And so we appreciate that. Yeah, we've said this before with other municipalities and even with the county. I don't think people realize what it takes to put on an election in terms of volunteers, the paperwork, the machines that have to be in place. The and training. The training that takes <laughs> place. It's quite extensive, isn't it? It is very extensive. I luckily don't have to deal with that. Um, we do have a dedicated staff person, Kelly Steele, who is the assistant city administrator, mm-hmm. who has uh, served as, as the lead person for the city of Baxter since her arrival about four or five years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she's taken on, and I've seen her, ha- the dedication that she has to do, uh, the months in, in mm-hmm. leading up to it, and the chaos that ensues on election day. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. you can have something go wrong, and if that's... Um, a computer glitch or that the ballots weren't uh, enough ballots, so on and so forth. And so there's a lot uh, of things that can happen. Give kudos out to everybody who's involved. You know, may that be from a staff person at the county or or city level, as well as the election judges and and also those who uh, decide to 
run. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that is important they put too. Put themselves out there and, yeah. and they do that for the community, yep. so that's great. We couldn't and, and we and couldn't have our democracy without people stepping well, up to run. And and absolutely. And what's uh, amazing is is how we do not and Brainerd Lakes do not take it for granted our democracy. Mm-hmm. We participate. Uh, this year we did have 75% of our registered voters participate and actually vote this this past uh, week. Great. And uh, that's up about Seven percent from the last midterm in two thousand fourteen. So, obviously, we're we're we're, we're seeing <laughs> mm-hmm. that people are really uh, interested and dialed into what is happening and want their voice being heard. So it's absolutely fabulous that we have a seventy five percent because you hear about what that percentage of voter turnout is across the nation. Elsewhere, yeah, yeah, it, it, it's it's very small percentage, and here. You know, Brainerd Lakes and in particular Baxter, 75 percent, three quarters of the people who are eligible to vote are voting. We can always do better, but that's great. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good turnout. Yep. All right. And so the newly elected uh, folks, uh, Connie and Zach, Zach, Mm -hmm. when do they actually start their service? They will be they'll be sworn in on the first business day after the new year. Okay. So is that Monday? This, what's the Monday, the January? I'd have yeah. to look ahead. <laughs> I believe the first uh, business day after the new year is Tuesday, probably or Wednesday, probably the second, right? Correct. Yeah. There you go. Wednesday the second. Okay. Very good. Anything else we should know about that's happening in Baxter, Brad? No. Uh, between the last uh, community focus that I participated in and this one, uh, it's pretty much been a quick, uh, quick. Uh, cheat sheet of what's been going on <laughs> yeah. over the last uh, two years and hopefully over the next uh, few uh, sessions that we have together in the future that we can get into specific items yeah such as as the census which is coming up here shortly ah well that's right good to be aware of that okay. yeah all right well brad thank you so much for being here to talk about what's going on and we'll look forward to seeing you here uh soon well i appreciate it ken tess thank you thank you all right Brad Chapulis is the Baxter City Administrator. I'm Ken Thomas, along with Tess Taylor, and that's today's edition of Community Focus. We also remind you that in addition to hearing the show just afternoon here on JJY, you can also find it on our website. Listen to it at your leisure at 1067wjjy.com.